On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we wrap up E3. Beto, Joe, and I talk about what we liked and didn't like about E3 2021. And we celebrate Sonic's 30th anniversary. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. And let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast, the podcast you come to to learn of all the gaming information topics and all the things to do with the most important stuff in video games. Last week, we ended up doing a special three-part episode for E3, for E3 week, and... It was fun. I had a good time doing it. I had a good time editing it. Uh, it seemed like you guys had a good time talking about stuff. But what we want to do is wrap up E3. We're going to talk about the stuff we liked, the games we're looking forward to, and kind of wrap up E3 as a whole and see, hey, we're back from a year of no E3 due to the pandemic. How did they do? What did we like that was shown? All that stuff, that's what we're going to do on today's episode. And we have something special for the end as well. Gentlemen, I want to ask you the question. What were the games that you enjoyed? What stood out to you at this E3? The fact that... Uh, oh, my, that what stood out the most to me, Jesse, uh -huh. was uh, that punch-out reveal. It was fantastic. It was so good. I don't remember it anymore. Oh, that's right, because it didn't fucking happen. You know, it just wasn't time. The time wasn't right for it, you know? Yeah, it was not time. It wasn't like, it's, it's not been time. It's never going to be time. It's going to happen one day, Joe. I, I like, my, <clears throat> so after watching, you know, and I didn't, my, granted, I didn't catch all of it, mm -hmm. but of what I caught, I still feel like Microsoft knocked it out of the park. And I agree, it's subjective, but like, as far as delivering games, Delivering exclusives, delivering a lot of stuff. Um, I thought theirs was dope. Like they they put a lot of shit out there, and I liked a lot of the stuff that they showed. And you know, I think we've already we're getting to the point too where like E three, like how years years ago at E three when they when they uh, like back in the day when a game was premiered at E three, it was a fucking huge deal. Social media because of just how how easy it is now to. Um, put stuff out it's no longer a big deal like you can't really i don't know to me you can't really like release a game trailer for something and everyone's just gonna be like holy shit even if like okay say, say for example punch out right like even if that did get announced and i was like fuck it came out it was like oh shit that's cool but like i feel like the days of those like gigantic releases like those gigantic like you know like look at this it's kind of like it's it's not it's not a thing anymore because we have so much information so like now i just from for the most part when we do when you see these shows i'm always just like okay well like just, what, what's the total what are we getting out of it and for me the microsoft one um you know after watching it from like 
beginning to end and catching everything, I was like, fuck, dude, it did breeze. Number one, it didn't feel like 10 hours long. Mm-hmm. And it was just game after game and a lot of things that I liked or and that I would be interested in playing. So I was like, all in all, my big thing was like, yeah, I thought Microsoft fucking, I thought they hit a home run. And I feel the same way with Joe, but something that I, that stood out to me the most is, I mean, getting a new WarioWare game that I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. They've all been really fun, but I'm excited for that the most so far. So can't wait for that. And uh, I was actually going to say, I'm surprised that Ubisoft didn't quote, uh, quote unquote leak uh, a trailer, but they have nothing to show really, right? They didn't <laughs> really show Not really. It was besides yeah. the, what, uh, Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, was it Spark of Space of Spark? I forget what it was that yeah. one was called. Yeah, Mario plus Rabbids. I'm kind of surprised they didn't even announce a new Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that exclusives are a thing again. Yeah, <laughs> exclusive games. That's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bummed that they apologized for it after the fact. I'm like, don't be a little, don't be. Yeah. A Wait, who apologized for it? Say it again. Bethesda apologized oh, for like that. Starfield. Like, and I was like, why? Why Whatever. are you fucking apologizing? A... Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's here, here's like the thing. On, I I was like, that. why are you doing that now? That now that sounds shitty. If you apologize now, it's like, oh, don't don't yeah. apologize for it. Microsoft's no. conference has been the best conference they've made, as in like runtime and how how like it was game after game after game. And, like, there wasn't any, like, chaffa that was in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that when they said Starfield exclusive to Xbox, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted them to come in, but I was hoping, and a lot of people, and I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I really would, I would, I would f- have found it insane or been like, holy shit, if they said, showed something Elder Scrolls, the new one, and saying that was an exclusive. I think that would have topped it, but they're probably not going to do that, like I've said before. They're they're gonna do, you know, on on multiple consoles this stuff. It's it's just gonna be more of the newer like IPs. New, yeah, exactly. But that's 100%. the thing. I don't get. I, like, yeah, it's new IPs, but I don't care. I want the the. I want them to at least like you spend a ton of money. Whether choose one, Fallout. I could see or, con, or Elder Scrolls launch exclusives. I could see that where there's a window. I, that's um, I guess yeah. Like they'll have it for a year. But what I'm saying I, is like I would say, come on, just choose one: Fallout or Elder Scrolls. You can have the other one be multi-platform. They still could. They, they still, they mean, yeah. you know, you I want, have all those franchises, you could. Yeah, I want them to do that. I, I, I thought it was weird. <laughs> console launch exclusive. That just sounded weird. Like, if it's a, like, mm-hmm. for the console's launch, not uh, the game's launch, right? It made it yeah. sound like, a, like, it made it sound like, uh, you're like a console launch exclusive. And I was like, but the console's uh, launched it's last the, year. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Dude, yeah, I, don't, I don't understand what you guys are saying. You, you know what I thought was kind of surprising? Because I was assuming that they were going to, since they were marketing it as Xbox and Bethesda showcase, I thought like, oh, are they going to make it feel like, okay, this is the Xbox section and then this is what Bethesda is going to do. But it felt merged together. It felt like, oh yeah, you know, this is, they're all cohesive. They're all one. I did like that when they showed like world premiere or ex- game exclusive it showed it in text right and there wasn't someone going world premiere you know console exclusive but like it, for me it, like it, That's it's a, a little tiny move. yeah is it a tiny <laughs> no microsoft did that shit too they would do oh, that stuff yeah game awards does that too but but so does microsoft so that's why it, i it, that stood out to me like oh they don't have the person going world premiere cuz after like the 20th world premiere or game pass exclusive like you're like stop saying it but for me and this is a small nitpick i said it i said it when i i did my part of the podcast or the episode 
is I think after like the fifth one, okay, just move all that text just to the bottom and pop up to let you know <clears throat> instead of just like that splash image every other game. Because it was like 28 out of the 30 games announced were all either Game Pass or exclusives, which is cool. Um, Oh, Joe, Joe. I had to yeah. agree with you on one thing. There was, you know, the Microsoft one. This is what I'm going to say about Microsoft. Better. They did a good job pacing all that stuff. But there wasn't, besides like, oh, cool, this is going to be on Game Pass. There wasn't a ton of stuff I was excited for as in like, oh, this game. Because a lot of the other games were going to be on multiple consoles. Um, I was excited for a Plague Tale Requiem. And that's mm -hmm. cool that it's going to be uh, free on Game Pass day one. I thought that was awesome. Atomic Hearts. That one, right? Is that the name? Am I getting it right? Yeah, yeah. That one looked fucking cool. Like, if anything, that one I was impressed with. I was like, wow, this one looks That's awesome. the one that reminded me of that. I don't know if it's called Synchron... Synch what was it called? I, I'm think I, I want to say synch Synchronicity, but that's a, that's, a, that's a police song, right? Police song? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but there was a... Fuck, what? What was it? Uh, there was an old game made by one of the developers. I want to say it's made by one of the, the, the key developers now for Call of Duty. They made a game on the PS3 that was a first-person shooter. And uh, it was really cool. It got kind of got slept on. I can't remember the fucking name. I played it. And it gave me vibes of that. And I was like, okay, this, this actually looks cool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, I wish I could, I could think of the name right now. But uh, I was I was like, oh fuck, that's awesome. So like, yeah, I'm hoping that um, that we see more of that because it did look really cool. Yeah. One thing that I, that I guess it's not something that like wowed me, but I was really disappointed in after the fact was the fact that Nintendo did their uh, direct and I guess that they saved the the um, the uh, no more heroes three stuff for the treehouse and you know didn't put it on the direct didn't make a lot of sense to me and it bummed me out because i was like i i think yeah i made me me personally and then maybe it's just because i'm a big fan of the series but it would have made that, that direct all the more better adding that in there did you watch but i don't know did you watch the treehouse of it i just i caught little things of it but i mean i would just like it would have been cool to just even if it was like a trailer or something or just a little something i don't know it would have been cool trailer i do agree i watched the treehouse and i was surprised with the treehouse it wasn't a part of the treehouse. It was something recorded separate from the treehouse, but oh, okay. it wasn't part of the treehouse. And I was like, why is it separate? And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, treehouse is a little bit more family friendly, not suggestive yeah, okay. stuff. And when I watched it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to, to show this because they didn't bleep anything. They didn't take yeah. anything out. It so was I'm basically like, gameplay, right? Was, yeah, it was gameplay. Yeah. Um, which looks just such a it's cool. to me such an integral like like it's a series that has its like uh you know people are waiting for that and, yeah. and you know to not see any of that in their main the main um the direct mm -hmm. was to me disappointing i mean and again it's not a big deal like granted it's on the treehouse it's there so i mean i'm not i'm I, maybe i'm just being a little bit picky but i just thought it would have been better served on the main mm -hmm. on their main um platform mm -hmm. um this was like a, this is one of those like years for me too, like where just nothing else really like the Square Enix stuff really didn't interest me. Mm -hmm. The Capcom, I, I I caught up after the fact with, with the Capcom stuff, and I was like, oh, I didn't really miss a whole lot. You know what I mean? Hey, I, um, the, the one thing I got to say about Capcom is they, they already said what they're gonna talk about. So that's true. Yeah, ev everyone I mean. everyone expected something more, 
and and they were like, no, this is what we're talking about. Like we're not talking about the anything one else. game. The one game, I guess, one of the games that even though I wanted to play beforehand, and then after looking and it wasn't much, but watching a little bit of it that made me I want to play it more now was the uh, Back for Blood. Like I just watching some of the scenes on that and just gave me the nostalgia of our play, mm-hmm. and I was just like, God, I really want to play this. Halo Infinite was shown, and Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play for all. What'd you guys think of that? We kind of knew that was going to be the case. We'd heard rumors about that, right? There were some talks. Yeah, it wasn't really surprising to me to hear that 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 I was going to be that was going to be the case. Um, <clears throat> but it was cool, you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't very surprising, but it's still pretty cool that they do that. I feel like. I don't know. In order for them to actually compete, they have to do the free-to-play uh, multiplayer just because everybody else is doing it. So, makes sense for them to do it. How do they compete with every other multiplayer free-to-play or free-to-lay multiplayer games out there? How? Yeah. I don't know. Loot Can boxes? they compete? Microtransactions. Microtransactions. Jacksons. Is Halo going to be able to compete with the Fortnites and Warzones? No. I mean, I think it'll do well, but I've, it, people will be like, "Oh, it's it's not like uh, it's not like uh, Fortnite or <clears throat> Call of Duty." So, and then they'll just go back to Call of Duty and Fortnite. What are the chances that standard Halo Infinite will be delayed, but we'll get multiplayer uh, on the exact day it's supposed to release? Delayed. Yeah, the story component. Do you think the story... Because it's two separate things. Now Halo Infinite is its own thing. Multiplayer separate for you to play. What are the chances of multiplayer coming out when it's supposed to and then the infinite being delayed? Because they said both will launch the same day. Yeah. I think there's a lot of NDAs being signed and they're going to crunch the shit out of this game to release it this year. That's what I think. You don't think they'll risk it? Yeah, you think they'll no, they'll think risk? They're gonna get it. They're they're gonna yeah. get it released. I don't here. think the Zelda Game and Watch. I'm I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I want to play that. I want to play Link's Awakening on that. Yeah. What was cool about the Nintendo Direct was it was games coming out in the next couple of months. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, like no, oh really this cool. is this might be a year or two three maybe. You know, that's what I liked for about me, the directs. For for me, the mm-hmm. direct. I mean, it was a good direct. Yeah. And I and I spoke of it on the podcast uh, in a from a um, I try to be non like Objective. non-biased. Yeah. Yeah. Like non-biased about it. Right. But like in all honesty, there wasn't as many like a lot of those series that I was like, that's really cool that they have that there that uh-huh. is going to come back. Don't interest me. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. So like I, I felt like I did a pretty good job because I thought it was a really good show. I really yeah. was. Like they showed a lot of games, and a lot of these series have hardcore fans that are like that want to play this stuff. And I was like, they did good, but it, they didn't have as many things that pulled me in. And, and you know, and like I cannot not hearing about Metroid uh, uh, Prime Four. I was like, oh, that sucked. But like, and like even Dread, Dread looked cool. Like that looks cool. But like, I just hope it's not like 
I don't know, like the last time they did a 2D thing like that was that, what was it, the other M? No, uh, the like last on one was the remake of uh, uh, Samus's Return on 3DS. But the, on a console, though, it, it was uh, other M, right? Like on an actual. It wasn't two D. It was different. It was. It was a little different. It was like okay. a. It just. It was. It was not really. It's not. If you're talking about traditional Metroid, that it was 19 years ago. Uh, Metroid Fusion, I believe. So hopefully, you know, like, I, I think Dread is cool, but like I think, and I think that was the other thing too. Like it was like they announced Metroid Dread and it's coming and that's awesome, but it was like, like last year or whatever it was or however long ago it was like you guys announced Metroid Four. Prime Four, and it was like nothing. So it was like, uh, it's kind of, I think you know, may have affected people's like outlook on it a little bit. On Dread or Four or Prime Four? I think not showing anything on Four and kind of like showing this, as although it's cool, like this is this is gonna this is they're saying this is gonna end the whole Samus saga, right? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Or so it's gonna end whatever type of story for the two D one. But I just, you know, I'm saying, like, them not showing anything on 4, like, having Dread instead of 4, mm-hmm. uh, Metroid Prime 4, was kind of, like, maybe a letdown, a tiny bit of a letdown, possibly. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing shit out there. Like, I, it wasn't for me. It was like, oh, that's cool. But it, I could see where some people could be let down. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the game does, because it's been 19 years since we had a traditional Metroid game. And there's been so many Metroid-type games, like Blasphemous, Axiom Verge, so many. I'm fucking what? God, what was that horror one, Joe? I forget. Good games the marriage. too. Alien. Carry on. Like you had so many people take that formula and have done, gone crazy. There's so many out there that like, I'm excited for Metroid Dread because I like the the old school 2D uh, scrolling type um, Metroid games, but it's like. I will not be surprised if a lot of the reviews are like, it's good, but other people have grown that formula over time. Like, they took 19 years to make another one, and they imp- they didn't really do anything to push that genre, you know? I could see that review. Like, it's good, mm-hmm. but other people who are, like, indie creators have just put more thought into, like, what should be next kind of thing is the what I feel might happen. I could be wrong, but... It, I'm, you know, Dread looks cool, but I think that might be the thing that I don't know will be its downfall. But you'll, I think you'll hear a lot of that. Personally, I for me, Nintendo got Nintendo made it for one game, fucking Wario, WarioWare, get it together. Did you see any of the uh, the treehouse for that? Yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. They yeah. they didn't show anything though. They didn't want to spoil nothing. Yeah, like, but short, did- uh, it's like repeated stuff. Yeah, they're like, oh, here's this. Okay, we're done. We're done. We, we don't want to show too much. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Okay. I don't know. You were you were bringing this up, Joe, earlier about E3. It's we're still in a pandemic, so it wasn't a traditional traditional E3. Promoting your stuff on your own time is beneficial than a than a show where everyone's showing yeah. everything at the same time, so something gets lost in the in the wind or something gets overlooked. But at the same time, I don't think... Well, besides Microsoft, I think Microsoft really wanted to impress. And they did. But I think a lot of other companies were... Like, what's the point of Capcom? Why is Capcom going to show shit there? That, of, of what they're, they're... 
of what they're working on when they could do it yeah. at their own time and have the focus mainly that whole day be on if they, let's say in two weeks they in, they show Street Fighter Six, right? It's the biggest thing that whole day, you know. If they showed Street Fighter Six when they did, it might have not been the biggest thing. If someone else announced something else too, it would have been overshadowed by another thing. I think a lot of companies see the value in social media and being able to announce your things on your own time. Whether it's in the early mornings, middle of the night, whatever, you know. Unless you have big names, big titles like Nintendo, where it's like Metroid Dread, WarioWare, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Game & Watch Legend of Zelda, that stuff, that stuff blows yeah. up, I, I think. Unless you have big names. Just looking at this and it not being a traditional E3, I just felt, um... And Sony not being there, too. I think a great showing for Microsoft... Great for Nintendo. Um, we finally got to see Elden Ring, which I felt like was a good showing for Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Games. All in all, the good, uh, some fun announcements, some cool stuff. And uh, I don't think I told you, Joe, I told Bethel, but I played that Final Fantasy... What was it called? Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins? That was a... That fucking sucked. I downloaded <laughs> that fucking thing. Look, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase this. I downloaded it. That demo did not work for a whole day, right? Finally downloaded it, and I just did not care for for it. I went through it. I couldn't get past the fucking character design. Um, so I just said fuck it, deleted it, and I watched Maximilian play it, right? I enjoy Maximilian. He was playing it. He was in the same boat as me, as in like character design is. I hate it, but when he was playing it, he was like, dude, this is Neo. Because it's the same people who did Neo. And he's like, this is basically Neo combat. He's like, this is cool, this is cool, this isn't cool. I don't like this. Um, he said he enjoyed it. And I'm going to say this now. Tetsuya Nomura. You know who Tetsuya Nomura is, right, Joe? That's the Final Fantasy guy, right? Yes. No. Yes-ish, no-ish, but yes. Tetsuya Nomura was a... An artist, and I know he worked on original Final Fantasy VII. Uh, he did the character art, and then he he later like became like producer, uh, uh, director, writer for a lot of things. I think he had more of a hand in Final Fantasy VII originally. But anyway, to me, and I've said this to a ton of people, I think Tetsuya Nomura is the best and worst thing that happened to Square Enix ever. He's the best thing because he's made them money. A lot of his designs, a lot of his characters, and a lot of the games he's worked on has made Square Enix so much money. He's the man who created Kingdom Hearts with that overabundant story that's in Kingdom Hearts. That non... It makes sense in a word, in a way, but all that crap. His character design of just having dudes all in black with giant zippers and all that shit, is, <laughs> it's him, right? And I, to me, I, I just feel he, he's the best thing because he's made them money. His characters, his designs have made him money, but I think he's the worst thing because they don't question him. He's given, I think, I could be wrong, he's giving so much free reign to do what he wants because if I heard this correctly, he wanted to do a, a Final Fantasy that was different, more action-based, but he wanted to do it on someone who's angry, who's just an angry man, right? But he has his zipper black clothing weird design and it's like we're finally at a point 
in graphics that they can make Yoshitaka Amano. He is the he did the character design of Final Fantasy from Final Fantasy One. His nice like angelic kind of artwork. Uh, he did the anime Vampire Hunter D. Just you'll always see his artwork as either the main splash image of the Final Fantasy titles. Like when you see Final Fantasy and there's an image behind it, that's his artwork, right? We're finally at a point where you can graphically make his artwork actually a game. And they give the fucking thing to Tetsuya and Norma to design. This could have been cool to have a Neo game with artwork or designs by Amano. But no, they let Tetsuya Nomura do the character design. And I think of Tetsuya Nomura's character design as someone who's like he's he's from the late 90s and he never grew out of that style. He's still wearing the big ass baggy jeans from when I was in (laughs) middle school. And Tetsuya Nomura thinks that's the coolest fucking look in the whole world and doesn't change it. Like, did you guys ever? Okay, I'm getting on a rant now. Did you ever see like? And this is what pisses me off. You know the play arts figures that Square Enix does, right? We bought we yeah. bought those Bethel with the Metal Gear. He one time did it was a it was a uh, a collaboration with DC and Square Enix the the play arts figures, and he did a his version of of Batman, his version of Wonder Woman. The it, these designs are garbage, garbage. But people love it because it's Tetsuya Nomura's fucking art design. And I give the man credit for creating things that people love. But I just, I just seen this. I think the stranger of paradise is my last straw. Like, why do they let him? They give him so much free reign on that shit that I can't overlook it. Like hearing Maximilian going like, dude, the combat's great because it's Neo combat. But he was saying this feels like Neo one combat, which is weird because they improved it over two. But this feels like one. Again, it's a demo, so it's not fine-tuned. But he was like, I'm not I'm not down for the character design. And a lot of the characters are from Amano's artwork that he did it in Tetsuya Nomura style, which is fucking garbage. I don't know. He's the worst and best. He was like the best and worst thing to happen to that company, and that's how I feel about him. I don't hate the man. It's just Jesus Christ. They give him too much freedom. Sorry, what were we talking about again? Before I went on that? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, sorry. I went on a tangent on that. But uh, yeah, that's Strangers in Paradise. Like, I honestly hope they do take... Because I think that's the main thing. A lot of people say this game looks shitty. Like, as in, as in like, design-wise. Gameplay, I guess, is Neo, which is... I heard Neo was good. I haven't gotten around to playing it. Um, but I couldn't get past that in the demo. So... Real quick, Joe, what was your who who did the best at E3? I I believe Microsoft did. Beto? See Microsoft also. Cool. I think Nintendo did really well. So yeah, that is us wrapping up E3 2021 as a whole. Gentlemen, we're, we're, we are celebrating one of the classic video game characters of our generation. 
video game character that stood up to Nintendo to be like, no, Mario, you're not the coolest. I'm the coolest. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th anniversary. And we are here to celebrate Sonic the Hedgehog, but we're not celebrating it in the way that you think we're going to celebrate it. No, 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 no. We're celebrating Sonic's 30th anniversary in a way that only third-party controller podcast can celebrate Sonic. Beto, Joe, real quick, what do you know about Sonic the Hedgehog? I just know he was the their answer to sort of their answer to Mario that started off with the uh, during the Sega Genesis era. Correct, sir. In 1990, the Japanese company Sega wanted a mascot to compete with Nintendo's Mario. And what happened, Bethel? When they created Sonic the Hedgehog, what did Sonic do? Uh, it took the world by storm, didn't it? It did. It was the first time a company was able to drop Nintendo's share on the video game market because Sega's answer, Sonic, was a competition to Nintendo. Now, I want to ask each of you, starting with Joe. Joe, what is your first memory of Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, Sega... Uh, opening up my Sega Genesis, I think it was a uh, Christmas, and that's the game that came with it. And playing Sonic for the first time, I think I, the first time I played a Genesis was on my uh, cousin's in Santa Barbara's house, and then uh, I got one for Christmas, came with Sonic, and that was, yeah, getting to play that for the first time. Um, the sense of speed, I remember being a kid and being like, wow, I would buy it. Uh, I know if I play it now, like, it's, it's not the same, really. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, at the time, it was like, this is really cool, you know? It's their fucking character. It had a little bit of a, more of an edge. Um, and as a kid, I thought it was pretty cool. Bethel, what is your first memory of Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, dang, dude, I honestly don't remember. I got such a bad memory with that. Because at that time, I mean, it. I, had, I remember get, having it. I played it a lot. But it was around the time that I would rent a lot of video games, so I would just go bunch <clears throat> weekends. So I really don't have that first memory of it. For me, I was a young boy. Sonic the Hedgehog was the coolest thing around. Not only do you have one of the fastest video games out there, but he was the coolest cartoon in the world. Voiced by who, Bethel? Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. And what was Sonic's favorite food? Uh, hamburgers? Chili dogs. And the uh, cartoon, he liked chili dogs. And you know what? That made me love chili dogs. I was a kid, too, that loved my Sega Genesis. And, of course, I had Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog was part of my six-pack cartridge that came with Golden Axe, Columns, Revenge of Shinobi, and on there was Sonic the Hedgehog. And that was a game I played for hours and hours and hours. I remember going with my cousin 
duty to to Tijuana and us going to rent a game. And it was a choice. There was a choice between two games to rent. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker or Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And I said, can we rent Sonic the Hedgehog 2? And if I remember correctly, my cousin was hesitant. But no, we rented it. And you know why, Beto? Why? Because Sonic the Hedgehog 2 had two players. And you got introduced to his buddy, Tails. Two-player Sonic with Tails. That's not all. When I was a kid, I would draw a lot. And I draw Sonic. And one of the kids in my class, his name was Tony, was like, oh, can you draw Sonic again? So I'm like, yeah. And I would draw Sonic. And he would take it. And he would hang it on the wall in class. Every time I drew Sonic... He would hang it on the wall. Sonic the Hedgehog was cool when I was a kid. Sonic the Hedgehog not only was the coolest, but he had a pinball game too. And that shit was awesome as a child. That was actually that was actually pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. That's my memory of Sonic as a kid. Sonic was the coolest thing. He had cool ass shoes and he was fast. Why was he fast, Joe? Because what did the no Sega idea. Genesis have that Nintendo <laughs> didn't? Last processing. Last processing. You got it. Sonic the you know Hedgehog. What, was? what? You know what it was? What? Nothing. Fucking marketing hype. It, marketing <laughs> hype, but there was something Buzzword. it did have. I watched some something on it, but anyway. That was Sonic the Hedgehog when we were kids. That was our first impression of Sonic as children. What is your feeling on Sonic the Hedgehog now as an adult? Um, severely overrated. Why? Because, uh, I don't know. I Every time I've tried to play the Sonic games as an adult, uh, they get very boring right away. And, uh, I mean, you go fast, but then you stop, and then you slow down a whole lot. Like, the, it's the, the beginning level, the first level. You go through it real quick, and then you start playing more into it. You, you can't go that fast anymore. It's not as fun. Yeah, it's it's when you're moving quickly, it's it, it seems pretty cool, but then the moment you have to do the smaller stuff, the platform or anything like that, and 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 the movement is so like the jumping was so floaty. I remember, yeah, like being like, oh, this is this is not good. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you as an adult, how do you feel about Sonic now? I mean, you're kind of sharing it, but right, yeah, 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 just like as I was saying, like as a child, it's really, really, it was fun. Um, admittedly they get better like sonic 2 is better obviously it's an improvement over sonic 1 but like there's just that that floatiness to the jumping um and then just some of the like you know if you're moving along at at high speed everything looks fucking great and everything feels pretty cool but like you know the moment you're the moment you're uh you know, at a standstill and you're trying to jump onto a fucking platform or something, if you're like, Jesus, this is not as fun. It's interesting because like, they've had so many different Sonic games come out. And I'm sure some of the newer ones, I know like Sonic, like I think Sonic Mania or some of those have been <clears throat> kind of cool, but even their attempts, like the Dreamcast stuff, like I feel were really hit miss. It's, it's a it's a it's a series where the character has endured endured the test of time and is still popular but the actual game series 
is not so good. It's the only way I can really put it. It's not a situation where like, you know, like we have with Mario, Mario, you don't have a shitload of Mario cartoons or you have Mario stuff. The games speak for themselves, but it's almost like the opposite with Sonic series. You know what I mean? The character is what's endured. It's got movies and stuff, and stuff but it's got stuff. But like, you look at the games and it's like, none of the games are really all that. There's no masterpiece Sonic game. You know what I mean? Why, Joe? Why do you think that is? Part of it is like you have a you're you're trying to speak to a fan base that, and I think that's a lot of it. A lot of it is just fan trying to make trying to appease the the hardcore crowd. And I think sometimes they try not to, but I think in the end they end up going back and trying to appease them. But they're appeasing, they're trying to appease a crowd that, unfortunately, is just wrong. Like I'm like the game's not that good. And they're like, no, it's great. You know, this is what makes Sonic a great game. But I'm like, it really doesn't. And I'm granted, it's just an opinion. But like, when you compare Sonic's platforming to like any other fucking side scroller, like most other side scrollers, there's some like bland, mediocre side scrollers that probably have better platforming than Sonic. But it's just the character. I think it had to do with the fact that it released when the Genesis came out. You know, I think that also, that nostalgia. They just want their Sonic. And, you know, I feel like that series is damned either way. If you try to revolutionize it, people get angry. And, you know. But if you make the game that I feel like the vocal, like the like the like those hardcore fans want, most people are going to be like, this isn't that good. I'd have to disagree with what you're saying. Sega's not playing it easy. They're not giving fans what they want. They're constantly changing Sonic, but fans still eat it up. Why? Nostalgia, maybe? Is I think the biggest problem with Sonic is no innovation in sticking with an actual gameplay or style. Every Sonic game that's come out, the only one that continued on an actual gameplay style was Mania. It had to take fans to take traditional Sonic, the 2D side-scrolling Sonic, and they completely continued it in its pixelated form and improved on it right did fantastic fans of the series loved it people wanted more what did sega do sonic mania 2 right oh wait no it's been two years maybe three by now what does sega always do with sonic put him in different random ass shit there you go they put him in random ass shit but what do they do when something does well no, i'd say they, they they tend not to go back to it or they tend not to... They don't improve on um, um, what could be an improved formula. You know, with the last game that did really well, I would say, like, critically and, and commercially, was Sonic Generations. You know, they did a mixture of doing the side yeah, and 3D, one. right? And then what was next? Sonic Unleashed. Why? You had a formula that could be improved in a sequel, but they don't. Then what do you get later? Sonic's Colors. Then what do you get after that? Sonic and the Black Knight. And then what do you get after that? Sega never, ever, ever just continues on a formula to improve it. Pretty much, I don't disagree with either of you. I'm not here to disagree with you. I agree, too, that Sonic as a character is cool. Sonic as a game, they never, ever focus on trying to improve the actual game aspect of it. But fans still stick with Sonic. Fans still love Sonic. He can do no wrong. Sonic 06 is horrible, but they stick with it. I just feel like it's it, but it's another thing too. It's like anytime I look at a Sonic game, I just 
you know, whether it's playing it or, or, or just watching it, I, I, I can't help but just be like, there's like 10 other platformers that do this way better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's just a series. I think the series does suffer from an identity crisis a lot of the time. And a lot of the reasons are that you're bringing up. But also, I just feel like still, too, it's just like the original games aren't that good. So it's like you have this identity is like, well, we, you know, in a, in a way, it's like if you look at it re- retroactively, like these games don't hold up i i don't feel like they hold up well but 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 if like you make something for the crowd that wants that kind of a sonic game you know other people are gonna be like eh. but at the same time it's like you then they go and they try to revolutionize it or do something different and more times than not like those games that you're bringing up like sonic colors sonic in the mm-hmm. night the black knight all that stuff People like they, they make them and like, yeah, we're going to put Sonic in this experience. And it's like, they, they're not good though. And the people don't like them. And it's like, well, back to the drawing board. And then every once in a while, they go back and go, like, well, let's go back to basics. Yeah, it's a complicated thing with that character. It really is. When you say that the, even the old ones weren't good, do you mean it wasn't good because how it was advertised to you or it's just not good? Um, They're just, they don't hold up. Like, I've played them. And I've played them since, like, you know, like, and I admit, like, I, I have a, I have a soft spot for, like, uh, Sonic, uh, Sonic 2. Uh-huh. But, like, the original, just instead of general Sonic 2, Sonic 3, when I play them, like, if I go back and play them now, I, it's after five minutes, I'm like, I don't want to play this. It's just something about it for me, personally, that's just, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't, for the platforming that I like, they, they, they don't age well. There's... Like even like I said, the jumping. There's a level of floatiness that's very. It's not precise, and I guess the game in general is not made for that. But it's like you know, you play a game like Mario or you play something else with really good platforming. It's like there's certain things that are precise. And then when I go back to play that game, I was like, it's you know, that's the thing. Like in Sonic, when you're running really really fast, it looks fucking cool, but you're not. You you end up missing half the shit because you're just moving at a speed and you're not. You know, you have to. So in the eventually, like in those early games. You have to stop and go back and get something that you fucking think you missed. I don't know. Like, there was never a good flow to me. In my opinion, in those games, there's not a good flow. As a child, I didn't care. But, like, as an adult, mm-hmm. I noticed those things. And it's like, eh. Do you think it's because it was advertised as go fast, go fast? Yes, that's a, hard, that's a huge part of it. So that do was you think the marketing thing. Now knowing that, like, yeah, there's the fast aspect to it, but there is the platforming exploring to it. I think so. I mean, that's part of it. Because he's, he's synonymous with speed. Yeah. He needs to move fast. But it's like when you're going fast, and it's like, you know, honestly, like there's games that can do it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone always says, like, you can't. I was like, I believe it's bullshit. Like, I think you can make a, a good 3D Sonic game. Yeah. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Just hasn't been, it hasn't been done. I think there's a way to go, I don't know, muscle overthinking a character that I don't care that much for. <laughs> you know what I mean? In general. So it's like, I, I don't know. Like, do I really want to get into this? But do you, like, no, but that's what I'm saying is, like, you don't care for it because you were advertised it wrong. But do you think that because of that made you not like it? That makes any sense? I feel like I was, as a child, I was was advertised perfectly for it. Because as a kid, I did like it. You know what I mean? Like, they did a great job marketing that game when I was a kid. It's for me is as I got older, I just, I learned to just be like, yeah, this is not, you know, this isn't what it, it's not all it's cracked up to be or, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like there's just things about it 
I mean, for me, like, I like my platforming tight, you know, like, I will always say, and, it, like, there's a bias, like, Mario, to me, is the, like, the, the king of platformers. So when anything else comes up, regardless of what is being used as their gimmick or their selling point, it, it's it's hard for me to be like, yeah, doesn't quite meet up to it. Yeah, I feel like it's a good, just a character that you that you loved as a kid, but you kind of grow grow out of. Why haven't people grown out of Mario? Mario, they're like they're they're the, you're saying that Sonic, they're always changing it, but Mario, they they change it a lot too, but they always do something good with it. And oh yeah, like the- and and that's the difference between the two is just what I'm what I'm saying is, and I'm not even trying to defend Sonic. What I'm trying yeah. to say is, Sega as a company, like okay, I never played it, but people said, hey. Sonic Colors was actually really good, and it was a good idea they had, and it improved on the on the 3D aspect of it with the idea that they had with it, right? Then you think, oh, okay, this did well, Sonic Colors 2. They don't. At least Nintendo with Mario, there are different Marios. I'm not saying, saying there aren't different Marios, but what they do is it, everything's in its own set genre you got the 3d marios you got the 2d marios you got the new super mario brothers and it's always an a, a continuation of that an improvement of what came before it where sonic just has all these different ones but they never improve on it and the only time they ever improved on something is when sonic mania came out but it even even people said like they took a lot from the originals but improved it and then you would think like okay now mania is going to be a series because the fans are making this and a lot of people did enjoy it and it, Sega does what they always do is they don't do anything I think also when you look at the series too this is a prime a good example of what you're talking about is mm-hmm. with Mario right they have these different there's different types of Mario you're mm-hmm. right there's a 3D Mario there's a 2D Mario but what they do in each in each respect is they take the Mario world Super Mario the world and mold it into whatever it is that they want to create, whether it's a 2D experience. Even if it's 3D, they evolve it. It continues, it's still Mario. Yeah. It's the same, it's basically, like, in in its heart, it's basically the same Mario you played in 1984, whatever year it was, but it's been evolved, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas with Sonic, they're throwing Sonic, the character, into different shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like throw him in this world, and we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how he works and how he does things afterwards, instead of taking Sonic and his world and evolving it and turning it and actually making it something really good. And I think there have been, like you're saying, like with Generations and Mania, there's attempts to to go back, but like even in those games, you get that platforming, but like what's evolved in those games? Yeah. Like, what, mm-hmm. I, it's not. It's a, it's an homage, and that's cool. And and Sega's just interested in putting him like oh, let's, let's let's put him in a in a an Arabian Night style story and let him you know. Whereas like no, I think Mario stands the test of time because like, regardless of the type of game you're playing, whether it's a 2D or a 3D game, or you know Odyssey, it's just evolving that world. But you still get all of the world that 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 Mario world, all the characters. You mm-hmm. get all of that stuff in a different experience, but it's still them. I think maybe that's something to do with it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much our take and our opinions on Sonic for Sonic's 30th anniversary, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, all in all, it comes down that uh, no matter how we feel about it, 
No matter how we feel about the Sonic games, the Sonic character, Sonic is here to stay. Sonic will always be in our lives, no matter what. And then one day, Sonic will come into our hearts, and we will love him as much as everyone else does. When Sonic Spinball 2 comes out? Oh my god. See? That would have won E3 if Nintendo announced that. Or fucking Microsoft. If Microsoft said, Sonic Spinball 2 is coming out free on Game Pass, I would have been like, fucking Microsoft. <laughs> they fucking won. They won E3. It's done. They fucking get it. Take my money. I would even buy it and still play it on Game Pass. But yeah, well... That's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Esparza. And... Daryl Maris. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later. Peace. What up, slut? What up? What up, sluts? Hold on. What's wrong? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're fine. I just stupid. Fuck, anything's not working. What happened to your iPods? Is you gotta upgrade to the Pro? Oh, now. I see why. My Bluetooth was off. Oh my god. You a dumb bitch. That's why. You a fucking hawa. Unnecessary. You a fucking hawa. <laughs> He's a dumb bitch. He can't hear me. Wait, can you hear me? You dumb bitch. Stupid cunt. <laughs> Slutty ass whore. Sorry, you suck a dick for quarters. They're gonna fucking pick up. You suck you it. Pussy. <laughs> Ever since I turned 40, every, like, fucking technology, I don't know how to use things. You're fucking stupid. You old fucking whore. <laughs>